Before spring ends, one must experience the crucible of a heist, a hunt, and a wedding. This is one of those stories containing death, class warfare, and the endangerment of the poor and the most vulnerable. I would like to thank Tainted and Worker B for making this episode possible. Hello, my agonies. We go back to Hirosaka and we go past the states of the samurai and we go into a little shop right in the corner where the temple district meets the samurai quarters. And who do we see inside this shop, May? We see uh, a small woman in her early 50s. Um, she is uh, kind of thin, but very wiry. Um, she has a, uh, a long scar down her left cheek, and she has a huge sort of mass of uh, fairly unkempt gray hair that she has tied back with a big uh, sort of rough piece of cloth. Um, and currently she is, uh, she is basically, she has just a mass of, uh, what looks like just pulp in, uh, some sort of solution that she, uh, has her hands in, um, in a large jar. You're going through your work and things have not been easy. Just uh, a few days ago, the crane have bought the shop of one of your neighbors, a carpentry shop that was not doing well, but still lasting. And there are less and less local businesses that are managing. And you too have felt the pressure of competing with the laborers brought by the Mia and recruited across the empire and the pressures of the representatives of the noble families. And in fact, one representative in particular has been hounding your place, trying to buy it out. Which clan is trying to get you to accept their patronage or outright sell them your family property? Uh, yeah, it's the Phoenix clan, um, being that their work deals so much in, uh, I mean, like in, in religion and writing knowledge down and all that other sort of stuff, they really, uh, go after propriety over, uh, paper makers. So, um, yeah, it is definitely the Phoenix clan. Yeah. And Naoto, someone that you recognize as a lesser vessel of the Saku family, he keeps coming every other day, and this time is no different. He comes, looks around, as if seeing if there is accumulated dust or something else, and after coughing a few times, looks at your work. You should really get an apprentice to help you, May. This is uh, good advice, Samurai-sama. I will certainly take that into account. However, times have been difficult recently, and I, I do not see myself affording an apprentice anytime soon. You must be in danger of disappointing your clients, then. Oh, I will make sure to get it done, Samurai-sama, no matter what it takes. I, I have not disappointed a client so far, and I seek to maintain that sterling reputation. 
I see, I see, I see. You know the parties I represent, they, they would love to have you as a supplier, especially considering some of the less unusual paper that you make from trees from the West. So, but we could not be committed if you were not able to take in this work. But of course, we are generous and we will be willing to give you all the means necessary so that you can get proper apprentice and journeymans. Your kindness is very well appreciated, Samurai-sama, but unfortunately I have a client base that is a bit too far flung to promise my services exclusively to anyone at the moment. I do appreciate your continued kindness, and perhaps one day I will be fortunate enough to take you up on your offer, but I, I do not know if today can be that day. So the dance continues as it keeps happening every time Naoto comes into town and eventually he gives up for the day, convinced that it's only a question of time and leaves. And as you are able to go back to your work, you see something that you have not seen in months. You see a splint with the familiar patterns of spirals. So, Ashiro, what is your favorite place to sell in Hirosaka? Whenever Hachiro is in Hirosaka, he tries to make a trip of the, the samurai quarters first because they love little delights and treats and they usually can afford to throw away a bit of money on it, especially when oppressing other samurai around them. Um, if not there, he tries to go to the, the commoners district right about when people start filing in for the end of the day, if they're going to go to any of the um, local sake houses uh, he tries to be nearby but overall um, at this point in the day he's heading to or just came from the the samurai district or at least the central square it is a slow day but you managed to sell enough tickets enough that you make do but uh, it's not the only thing that you see you you are tempted by by your unwise decision because you see a reminder of the wrongs that were done to you what awakens on you the ever-present desire for vengeance the aforementioned asako who was trying to buy out um may's shop has a crest on his chest identifying him as part of some order um Hashiro doesn't know the name of the order or the purposes behind it but um he knows that he saw that symbol on that terrible night so long ago and as the asako is leaving the shop Hachiro has to take a moment to like dig his nails into his fists and wait for the Asako to pass by before resuming his usual route. Uh, as a group of children approaches you and they start to touch all of your wares out of curiosity, giggling and shouting at each other. And as you try to keep an eye on them and make sure that they don't take anything, you sort your wares back together and you see hidden among your stuff a splint 
bearing the familiar pattern of spirals. Takai, you have a little corner in a laborer's barracks and it's not your shift so you have one short restful moment what are you doing in this rare moment of leisure even if you don't have privacy this guy's scribbling things down he he doesn't really have um like too many belongings with him he traveled light um to get to Hirasaka, but he does still like to imagine that when he goes home to Sakai lands at the end of this, he'll be able to share a story of what he's done with the grandchildren. He He's mostly just, you know, doing little stick figures of interesting things that he's done or seen on his travels or, you know, pictures of um, the city, things like that. And he's just kind of collecting those and occasionally putting the finished piece like back somewhere safe. So you are trying to relax enjoy this time and your break is interrupted by shouting coming from the doors. And you lean and you see Something that unfortunately is all too common. It is gangs of local villagers and laborers that come to your barracks to essentially try to prevent you to going back to work or to make as much as an inconvenience to you. And before too long, you can hear against the walls, rocks hitting as they keep trying to vandalize the building. And you can see a lot of your fellow workers starting together in a counter mob. And there is tension rising between both sides as the their clears are starting to be a lot of heated arguments going on. So this is... Uh... This isn't anything new to Takai. Uh, he sighs and heads immediately outside, uh, looking at the the locals, looking at the other seasonal workers who he you know, he lives with, he, he works with every day, and he puts his hands on his hips and takes a, a deep, deep breath, um, and just kind of uh, tries to bellow out as loud as he can. Enough, enough! We do this every time. It doesn't change anything. We're just trying to find honest work here, like you. Put the stones away. You still derive from our caps. There's nothing honest about what you do. Go back to your homes. First the rain, next you. What will summer bring next? And other things that you have heard all too often. So, gonna give me a courage check. Okay. So, you're gonna roll to the six. You're gonna add your courage. You can... uh, Roll a cursed die if you put your soul at risk. You need to hit a 10 or above to succeed. On a 9, you succeed, but something bad happens unless any other result you fail and things escalate. Hmm. 
I don't feel like he's putting his soul at risk. Um, so I'll just go with my courage roll. <laughs> I don't even think that's possible. Yeah. Like, no, no, I, I don't think it's actually possible for me to have rolled that low because I should be adding a plus two. I think you can put the throng. Okay. Okay, that's better. Okay, and then. So, your people shout at them, they shout at you, and these drag down for a while, but. Uh, <laughs> The violence does not escalate, and uh, eventually, some of the fire uh, uh, of the firefighting gangs are called to the site, and they clear before there is any confusion. And you realize that you only have less than one hour until your shift begins. Um, I guess if I've only got less than an hour, uh, so Kyle just he'll check in on you know, some of the other laborers, see if they're okay. Um, you know, if, if any of the younger ones maybe got like shaken up by that, that kind of thing. Yeah, things seems mostly fine. And you go back to put everything together so that you can go back to work. And you'll find on your bed a splinter bearing the familiar patterns of spirals. Okay. You all received your summons. You all know that the society called you. You did not expect this to happen, but it happened. So you make way to the usual meeting place. Except last time that you met, this place was in ruins. Now, it is a prestigious and elaborate inn, the House of the Porcelain Heron, right in the middle of contested territory between two powerful spirits, Ember Eyes Mountain and the Black Cat dancing among white puppies. You don't know each other, but you recognize who you are by the masks that you bear. How are you known to your fellow hunters, Takai? Takai is known as Saru. He wears a mask that's just the face of a smiling monkey. And May, how others see you? Uh, May is just known as Toby, uh, which is a black kite. Um, yeah, so it's this very uh, sharp bird-like mask, uh, which matches her typically sharp tone. And Hachiro, which face you wear on your hunt? Hachiro is called the hunter that hunts the hunters and wears a an all-black kitsune mask with white um, striped patterns running vertically along it. And you meet in an unusual place, but there is a familiar contact there. Sabo, the old cook, he leads you to the kitchen where busy servants prepare to serve the needs of the imperial guests that always stop the house of the porcelain heron and he's sitting next to you smoking from his pipe as he looks around to your masks. I know what you must be thinking, how come that the lantern has gathered you here? 
Now that the moth are gone, he taps his pipe, takes a long, deep drag. I know as much as you do, and I have just as many questions. I was contacted the same way you were. I don't know who's running the lantern, but they have a mission for us. Now, we all have our reasons to be here, and we all have our debts. I'm not gonna force you any more than I forced myself to take these. <sighs> Still, there is prey if you want to do some hunting. What is the target? Has any of you hunted Kappa before? Pachiro shakes his head no. Maybe when I was younger, but it's been, been a little while. No. I'm not saying it's going to be the Kappa, but there have been tensions between the fishermen and... You know, not the fishermen, not the people from the fishing villages. And I mean fishermen, I mean those people from the big fishing houses and fleets back in Earthquake Bay. They moved into town the moment those crabs arrived with their fleet. And there is this ill-begotten dockyard, making sure that they all come here. And you add to that how the river changed with the flood. Let's say there's a lot of tension between people, and there's a lot of tensions between spirits. And of course, when the two things collide, we suspect that some kappa have been affected by the deluge, and they moved in into either one of the fishing villages or in the territory where the fisheries are operating. There have been some people missing from both sides, and so far they have been blaming each other. And no magistrate has taken attention of this. But the whole situation can explode unless we find the truth. And if there are kappa that have moved in and have been hunting down them, well, you need to get rid of them. Otherwise, we might have bigger problems than your guy here. We'd best get moving, then. Yes. Thank you, uh, as usual, Sabo, for the wealth of helpful information that you've given us. Are you two ready to travel? I have just about everything I need with me. You, boy. I pack things light, so I'm always ready to go. What are you doing with your voice? What are you doing with your voice? My regular voice. You should work on that. Children. Come then. Let's not start this off with fights, my friends. Come. If we're ready to go, let's go. So you have your mission. So how are you going to start with it? I think we should probably um, do a bit of Kappa research and maybe learn about the waterways that we're going to, just so that we're a bit more familiar with the terrain. Like, um, Sakai definitely wouldn't be familiar with the terrain. He would know maybe a bit about Kappas, but not the area they're going to. I think it's super important we figure out where exactly we're going to begin our hunt so we don't spend, like, four hours of prime hunting time wandering around the wrong river. Uh, Ludo, I was going to ask as research go, or goes, uh, my characters uh, uh, spent a lot of time reading or uh, spent a lot of time in books. Um, would I have access to anything that might tell me a little more about Kappas? You will, you will get a background bonus to, to that. I think I would like to do that. Okay, so 
That would be wisdom. Excellent. Uh huh. And uh. because your background applies, you're gonna have advantage. Okay. And so you're gonna roll three d sixes and take extra. And difficulty is gonna be ten. And if you if you are willing to risk your soul, you can get a one d eight. I think I'll save my soul for now, but uh, I am going to go with the just the 3d6. Um, and I have a plus two to wisdom. Okay, so go for it. Okay, I got a, a five and a four plus two is 11. You know relatively a lot about the kappa. You know that there are diff- all different types of kappa that live across the river of gold. You know that the closest kappa... They tend to be organized into small families that uh, pedal around with the people of the swamps and practice medicine and have some kind of compact with them. And they usually accept offerings from the ferrymen. But there are other cap up north, the so-called tender kappa. They are stronger loners and they have an unsatiable appetite for human flesh. They are extremely good swimmers and their shells are extra thick, making them near invulnerable to attacks from the back. And you think that because of what has happened upstream, if these attacks are being caused by Kappa, it will probably be one of those tender Kappa. Okay, I, um, as we are uh, walking, I do relay that information um, to my compatriots. Um, is the old conventional lore about Kappas, uh, well, no, I guess that's kind of metagaming. Not going to ask. Never mind. Well, if it's law, it is true for some kappa. The question is, is it true for your kappa once that are dealing with it? Mm. Yeah, great point. Hajuro would like to keep his eyes peeled as we're going, just to make sure we're not ambushed by anything. Because, you know, it's getting pretty dark out, and someone has to keep their eyes peeled. And where are you going to? Uh, the first clue is that this is probably going to be into the northern parts of the region. Uh, so, Hajiro's kind of new to this and was kind of following the other two. And since May was doing research, he's just kind of tagging along wherever she's going and making sure that, you know, while she's looking at all of her books she has on her, nothing sneaks up on us. I don't think she says as much, but May finds this extremely annoying. How long you been doing this, lad? Oh, you know, long enough. I have this, and Hachiro will, like, whip out his Tonto and, like, swing it once or twice and then put it back. And, you know, definitely, definitely ready. Uh, I, I won't get caught by surprise. Definitely don't want that to happen tonight. Stop waving that thing around before you lose a finger. Well, can't can't really fault your enthusiasm there, huh? Just, uh, maybe save some of the energy for a little bit later on, eh? Well, you know, since I'm not ancient like you guys, I have a lot of energy that I can contribute, and I won't tire out very easily. So, you know, just gotta you know, keep myself going so I don't get too bored. 
Right. Well, I've got everything packed up, and I think I've found everything I'm going to find here. I suppose we should start seeking out these kappa we may be dealing with. Where do you think we should start? With the sites where people most recently disappeared, or should we start by asking the locals? We can check the sites while we still have some daylight. Very well. Here's a good question. How are we how are we getting there? Is this close by? It sounded like it was a little a little ways. It is a bit of ways. That you're probably gonna have to walk. Okay. I jump on the monkey person's back. I don't I don't actually do that. I just, I just realized that like Charlie's playing a large man and I'm playing a small old lady and it's like giddy up, let's go. You can just swap roles. <laughs> I, I'm getting my revenge in season two. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, um, yeah. I think I don't even say like let's go. I just start walking, and if I'm not immediately followed, I just like over my shoulder. I'm saying, "Are you coming, or are we going to sit here and bloviate for longer?" So Ashiro, give me a roll of sharpness. Okay. And is anyone helping him? I I was gonna say I don't think I. Can I kind of just said that I, I like you gotta respect respect that fiction. I just said that I sort of walked yeah, off. So. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, go go be looking real hard by myself. <laughs> I'll help you. I have I have one of the sharpnesses. So I get one d six added. No, you get uh, you roll three d six and keep the two best results. Are you risking your soul? I uh no. Okay, roll for it. Oh, uh, that's a thirteen. I got. That I'm I'm watching as the old lady walks off. I'm just making sure that nothing sneaks up on her. So you go north to where supposedly some of the attacks happen, and you reach one of the many fisher villages of the River of Gold. This one is Honeymouth Village. It is still mostly destroyed by the winter. There were clear no efforts to repair it. And the only houses that seem make to were in the higher zones. And you can see a bunch of shacks as well as salvage parts of boats that are temporary shelter for many of its inhabitants. And you can see that uh, fishing has not been doing well by the air of poverty around. There is no fish drying. It is a pretty bleak place. But if your trail was correct, Ashiro, you think that Yokai may have revisited this place not that far away, uh, not that far ago. Hachiro turns to his companions and says, Guys, from the air of poverty on this place, I'd say that something's really wrong. There's no fish anywhere drying out, even though this is a fishing town. And I don't know too much about Kappa, but I'm pretty sure they eat stuff in the river. So it seems like maybe recently the Kappa were here eating the fish, and that's causing problems for the town. You know what I mean? Sakai just blinks at him in surprise, <laughs> just taking that in for a moment. 
Yeah, I, I look at uh, I look at uh, Takai and I say I hate everything about the way that that was straight stated and the amount of time that it took. But it's not a bad point. But if the cap is eating fish and not people, may not be one of those thundercapper you were talking about. Should do remember their appetites are. I believe it was stated to be near insatiable. I'm sure they have time for both. But if they've got the choice of people, and the people are only right over there... That is true. Maybe we should check out some of those shacks. Yes. Yeah, I think we... I think we... That's a, that's a good idea. We gotta do that. Kid, you got your sword ready? Yeah. Should I... Should I have it out? Or should I have it in my sheath? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Uh, I have it right here, though. If we need it, you know? That... Yes, that'll... That will be fine. Just, you know, no need to startle the locals. Oh, okay. Good, good call. Behind my mask, I roll my eyes. <laughs> and these people are suspicious as you roll into town, and you can see them disappearing inside their houses. Some of them clinging to their tools, and their anger stares follow you around. Guys, I don't walk around with a mask on a lot, but it seems like these people don't really like us being here. What's our cover story? Ludo, would we need one? Um, or is it obvious what we are? I mean, why don't you tell me? <laughs> how, uh, how recognizable are your yokai hunters to the local people of the River of Gold? Hmm. I don't know if Takai would be as recognizable if he's not a local. Uh, he's only he's only seasonal, so he's not here all the time. Um, but if if they're familiar with what yokai hunters are, then they could probably figure it out. But otherwise, we could make something up about being sent by the Scorpion Magistrate to do a survey or something. I think May probably, I think people probably, I don't know if they know her. They certainly haven't spoken to her, but um, if they see her, they probably have like heard, maybe heard once or twice a little, just like a whisper about her. Um, uh, Yeah. The black type mask is pretty, is pretty striking. And um, it's one of those like, you know, old, like old men in bars, you know, sometimes tell scary stories and here and there she's made her way into one or two. So, which of you tries to approach the locals? I guess it'll be Hachiro since someone else is doing it, and someone has to go talk to him. I was about to say, I try to, I try to make Hachiro do it. So, Hachiro, what is your cover story? Uh, well, you see, there recently some of the the magistrates in Hirosaka, the the scorpion ones, wanted some stuff looked into, but they didn't want you know other people to know about it. And Hachiro will say all of this to whoever he's talking to, and you know, so we're just looking around, seeing if there's any you know kappa around, because that would be that'd be a big deal, and we, we you know would we have to report that back to them. So, you're going to roll difficulty 12. You're going to be rolling self-control. Neat. Yeah. So, do you want to risk your soul? Mechanically, yes. But narratively, this doesn't make sense, so I'm not going to do that. Okay, go for it. I got exactly a 12. 
Wow. The fortunes favor the common man. So you see suspicious in their eyes. A silent death is a great sense of relief. Her prayers to the fortune of law have been heard. Ah, I knew that they would send someone, that the Emerald Magistrates will not just abandon us to our fate. We have been waiting for weeks and weeks for any relief, for anyone to pay attention. Please, please tell your master that two of our own have been killed by those awful, awful people on the other side of the bank. They need to put a stop to this. They killed O.R.K. and Yusuke, and they are slowly killing us all by catching up all the fish upstream. Oh man, that sounds that sounds pretty serious. I'm glad that we got here and were able to, you know, do something about that. I'll uh, I'll have to go report to my boss. Uh, but thank you so much for your for your assistance here, citizen. We'll we'll definitely make sure that the the problem is taken care of, you know. And then uh, Hachiro will go and tell the other two what he found out. And you didn't ask him any more questions, kid. I I didn't see either of you doing anything, so I realized that I'm probably being hazed because like I'm really young. But also, you know, some group effort here would be nice. Okay, okay. Don't worry, don't worry. You did good. They trust you. That's important. That's good. Let's just uh, go ask him a couple more questions, huh? Let's uh, let's let's uh, find some more details. May has her hand in her pocket, and she's just white knuckle gripping, so like just gripping like a stick or something. It's just how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Takai's gonna go back up to the the people and be like, you know, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for opening up to the apprentice. He's, uh, I'm glad that he, uh, was able to, you know, give you some, some help and some reassurance in this time. I, uh, just wanted to ask you, since you, you mentioned this is to do with the fish, did, uh, Kay and Yusuke, did you say, did they, uh, die of starvation then? Or was it something else? What do you think would be most appropriate to get more into this? I'm not sure. Like, I, I mostly just want to be like, because they said it was the other people on the other side of the river catching all the fish. So it's like, if you, you know, does that mean that these people, like, did the way that they died look natural? <laughs> or does it look like they got into a fight with other people? Like... Uh, you ask around and uh, they have been lost and they are saying that they killed them because the last time that they left one week ago, it was to go fish there, no matter what they are doing, they just go there and fish, ignoring their uh, occupation and they never came back. So they think that, you know, that they got Things escalated and they died there. But uh, yeah, the true fact is, despite that assumption, they are missing. Okay, okay. All right. Well, thank you for the extra information. Uh, we'll be sure to, to head up to that fishing spot. If you could uh, give us an idea of just roughly how far away it is from here. Yeah, and uh, they signal it. They point where it is, and they bid you good luck. Yes, show those damn crabs. 
that they are not welcome here. They cannot keep come here and steal the eels from our mouth. It's it's the crab, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Either of you two ever dealt with a crab before? Like the animals? I've had to like eat some a couple times. Are there crab yokai? Right. I turn and look at the Kai and just say, yes. Now, uh, I believe this fishing spot has our names on it. So you walk up north another couple of hours and you can see large fishing vessels going back and forth with nets. And there even seems to be some uh, improvised dams to divert the river and to reclaim it from the mud and the debris that came all the way from the city of Lice, as well as other massive engineering uh, operations to make the river navigable once again. And there are three fishing vessels around, and there seems to be near what was one of the imperial watchtowers with its bells to signal in case of disaster or invasion or worse, that has been destroyed by some unknown reason. And next to it, there seems to be some sort of laborer's encampment fortified with a palisade and with guards from what seem to be various noble families of the crab. And you recognize that to go fishing, Kay and Yusuke will have to pass to here. Well, do we think they did it? Or would they have turned around? Not certain yet. Uh. uh, so I know I'm used to I'm new to this, but do we think the Kappa broke the tower or the crab broke the tower? You're an imaginative kid, you know that? Yeah, feel like uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna come at us with some interesting series throughout this. Thanks. My mom always said I was, you know, a smart kid. So it's really nice to see that that paid off. So I don't mind going up there, but there's a lot of them. Realistically, do we think that the two of them are going to have been told they had to turn around or are they going to have tried to sneak by at night? Or might they just be in there? Got caught trespassing. Uh, I didn't know that Kappa could trespass. So I think it's... I mean, K and Yusuke, kid. K and Yusuke. That makes more sense. Uh, I think I'll just listen for a bit. Gotcha. Um, Would I know or have any inkling that Takai is a traveling laborer? Um, you could probably tell from his accent that he's not local. Um, he's from he's from the same region as Aiko. <laughs> um, you don't know that, though. You haven't talked to him. Actually, you might have. Yeah, but obviously, <laughs> obviously, he is not a samurai, so it does not sound like one. Um, but yeah, he he would have a a different regional accent. Um, yeah, so I look over at Takai and say, uh, "Tell me, Saru. Uh, you sound as if you have seen a bit of Rokugan." Are you familiar with this particular encampment? Anything anything that might be of use to us here as we approach this situation? Well, not done much much work with the crab. Try to stick to farming when I can, but have done some carpentry. 
had some things from some of the other laborers who came down from my makake. Don't seem like a bad bunch, but nothing about this group in particular. Mm. Um, Ludo, is there anything that I would know about this area by reputation? Mm. Yeah, you know, you know, this is a pretty dangerous area. Uh, you know that uh, this is technically already Scorpion territory, and both the Daitoji and uh, the Mod Samurai they usually don't don't go here. But uh, some pirates use it to occupy this region, the Black Cats. But uh, if the crab have a presence here, it is unlikely that the Black Cats are around. Okay, so I um I kind of look down as if um I'm kind of, almost as if like I the the motion I make almost looks like I'm imagining sort of like an invisible line um and then I kind of look behind me a bit and say I think if I'm not mistaken typically these are not crab lands they are those of the scorpion this is interesting. Hey, that's the same clan of the magistrate. Maybe, you know, since we're working for the magistrate, we could use that. You got a symbol of office on you, kid? I mean, I can draw a pretty good scorpion. On what? Lots of things. Can you only draw things on one stuff? I start rubbing my temples. <laughs> you have a mask on? I assume that I can get to my temples. <laughs> um, yeah. It's more about the gesture than the relief. Y- you rub the masks, temples. <laughs> I rub the masks temples. Yes. Out of, out of just out. It's more out of habit. I, I rub the bridge of my beak, um, and say, I'm going to move on from that comment. I don't, I advise proceeding with caution, but nevertheless, I do think we should get closer. This tower is curious. I don't know if the, I don't know if that was broken in some sort of natural disaster or if it was done with more intent than that, but either way, I imagine that it is a dangerous area to be around. And if we get closer, we might catch sight of the two of them. They shouldn't be dressed like the others, at least. Yes, this is true. Come then, let us take a closer look at this tower. So, as you approach... It is pretty clear that uh, there are groups of guards going around the camp, but the guards do not seem to go there. Most of them, they seem to be occupying whatever remains of the watchtower. And the people on the war camp, they seem to be keeping to themselves. But to get there, you will have to go across the palisade and the petrels, or you could approach from the waterway, which does not seem to be guarded. What do we think? I mean, I would assume that uh, being from a coastal region originally, uh, Takai is probably a decent swimmer. Um, so he would probably go for that, if not for the fact Kappa. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? He has yeah. plus two courage. He might, he might wing it. He might think he's got some decent odds. Well, also, if yeah. this is an occupied fort, right? Or is there no one there? No, do you mean? The the location we're going to, are there people in it right now, or does it look empty? No, no, no. There are the patrols, and are, they are the workers on the camp. Yeah, so if, like, if there's people in the camp, then the capital probably aren't just, like, chilling nearby. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? 
It is. It is. But you know what? I play. I play a courageous middle-aged man. So um, I like my odds. That's. Uh, are you going to wait for the night to infiltrate the camp, or are you gonna go now? Um, I think it depends on how how much we want to try to see. Because if we wait till it's dark, we can't really see shit. Um, but if we do it in the light, we'll be seen. <laughs> I mean, you have a candle. I do. I have two candles that people will watch as I light up. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm great at a lot of things, but mechanically, I have sharpness three. So I'm about, I'm like ready to daredevil this shit and just sense everything if it starts raining. <laughs> Good stuff. Hashiro is your most cursed creation. How dare you? <laughs> that's, 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 that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I am inclined Them's to believe. Them's fighting words. <laughs> the moment <laughs> I rolled him, I knew exactly what voice I was doing. See, is it, what's it, like, I, I also did that, and I'm really pleased that what happened is we just immediately generated diametrically opposing personalities. Oh yeah, the praise the internet gods. It's just, it's just like <laughs> congratulations, you come up with exactly the kind of person that May despises. <laughs> Which is which is to say most most children that's or true. young people that's so. true just a crotchety old lady um, I would uh, actually I say this in character uh, I would advocate against swimming I think that even if the kappa in the area are laying low at the moment it will be hard for them to resist fresh meat directly in their faces. Well, that's okay, because both you guys are, are old, you know, so your meat wouldn't be as fresh. Are you suggesting that your plan is that when it gets toward nightfall, you're going to hang out by the river with your feet in the water so as to tempt them towards us and lead them into a trap? That's a good plan. Why didn't I think of that? As soon as Hashiro started talking, you just hear very like just something very a very small snap come from something inside May's pocket. <laughs> Uh, and she says, I certainly, you know, you know, boy, that seems like a great idea. Why don't you go ahead and just, you know, and just relax, kick back, throw your feet in the water, see what happens. Well, we, we want to do that at night, right? Not now in the sun, because then. Oh, no, go ahead. Take your time. You know, do what you do, whatever makes you happy. OK, I put my feet in the water. Um, I look at Takai and say. I think it best that we, of course, the difficulty is that we will be uh, going in blind to an extent. But on the other hand, I don't want a whole lot of questions asked. Do you think we should try to sneak past all of these guards into the city? Do you think we should do it now? Do you think we should wait until nightfall? They have other laborers, but uh, not for the masks. We could always try to blend in with them. Yes. You got anything to cover your face that's not that? Hmm. Cloth. I got a hat. You also have a back. You also have a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it over your face. Which I can put over my face. Yes, of course. <laughs> just wear a backpack on my head. <laughs> oh God! I've just realized we have a we have a traveling peddler. Um. All right. New plan, kid. You're a peddler. You're traveling. We're a family business. We're your parents. 
going to try and sell some of your supplies maybe at the camp? What do you got that they might want? Uh, so Hachiro opens his, uh, teleporting peddling pack that he brought with him, um, and goes through, like, some baubles, some, like, jewelry, um, like, he's digging through it, let me, uh, and he finds, he finds, um, uh, a couple, a couple, like, gourd canteens filled with some alcoholic beverage. All right, could do. All right. See if we can do some trade in exchange for uh, for a night at the camp, maybe. We've heard there's been some... Well, we just want safety. It's nightfall. So are we are we doing this with our masks or, or without them? Yeah, you, you take them off, kid. You, you put something else on your face, maybe. I... Yeah, I think I, uh, I, as this is happening, I uh, have uh, reached into my backpack and I've popped my mask off and uh, put my uh, hat on. It's a big, it's just a big floppy hat. It covers most of my face. So I have chalk. Should I smear chalk on my face? I, I don't. All right, then Then following you guys' uh, instructions and examples, Hachiro will uh, tuck away his Kitsune mask and like just shove some chalk on his face. Excellent. Uh, all right. So you are son. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking sort of, uh, from, from beneath my hat over at, uh, Takai, as I say this, I say this, okay. So he, he, he's our son. Okay. So really important before I mess this up, you know, in the moment, do I call you mom and dad, uh, mama and papa? Like what, what sort of relationship do we have in our family? Uh, we'll call, uh, you can call him Papa, probably, and uh, you can call me, don't speak to me under any circumstances. Okay, I think I got it. The way you said that suggests to me that you are, in fact, actually going to try and call me, do not speak to me under any circumstances, and I want to clarify that what I mean is, I suppose you can call me <sighs> Mother. All right, <sighs> Mother, I'll make sure to call you just that. Really thinking about how much work it would be to just shove this kid in the river, <laughs> just for funsies. Okay, so Hachiro goes into the town. Okay, uh, I don't know which town. It's literally just a warehouse for the workers. It's a whole town, Ludo. We just, it's, we, we, with the power of imagination. <laughs> we came up with it with our brain meat, which is clearly working very good today. Okay, so... Uh, so it's a camp. It's a camp with people. It's a town now. Uh, Ashira, you need to do a self-control to sell this so that the guard don't pay attention. Oh no! Okay. Am I being helped by Papa probably and uh, Mother? I feel like we would be I'm trying to help you. you. Yes, you also get a disadvantage because you are a big group. But you get the bonus from your equipment, so you get plus two. So I get plus two, and I have both of them helping me, so I roll 46. Yeah, but uh, that is counter because there is a disadvantage. Right. Okay, so I just roll straight. Do you want to risk your soul? I, I will not risk my soul in this case, no, although it would be hilarious to do so. Okay, so you're going to roll 2d6 and add plus two. It's a 12. 
So you managed to make into the camp. You are talking to the guards and they don't even notice. It's a peasant coming in with the latest batch of workers. It must be some of the peddlers. Whatever. It's logistics. Hachiro's coming in. Hachiro's coming in and trying to explain like this whole story we cooked up and they're like, we don't care. And he's just like, yes, we're peddlers. <laughs> This is my papa, uh-huh. probably, and uh, mother of many years. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 the point at which, this is finally the point where May just grabs him by the ear and just drags him and says, thank you for your help. <laughs> just We just drag, drag everyone into the camp. So you make into the workers' camp, and there seems to be a big warehouse that stinks of salt and fish. There is fish guts everywhere. There is bloody water flowing through the camp, to the rivers. Then there are a few tents. And then there is a big warehouse made of wood. It seems to be a work site. And bell rings. And you can see a mass of workers going inside the big warehouse. Except for two of them. Two middle-aged, muscular men and a woman that they grab two planks and they lock the warehouse from the outside. And then they stand watch. You are at the work camp. A lot of the workers seem to be gathering into this warehouse. There are two workers standing watch that have closed access into there. And there are people leaving to the shifts, boarding one of the fishing vessels, as others seem to be preparing to salt more fish. Hashiro will approach the, the two people outside the gate and offer up one of the gourds of alcoholic beverage from his peddling pack and say, oh, you guys look like you've had a super rough day so far, really long. Uh, you want to you wanna discount a drink to make the day a bit better, yeah? The woman narrows her eyes. Move along, peddler. Don't want to buy anything. All right. Just, you know, wanted to make sure you were being rewarded for all the work you're doing. And, you know, if if you want stuff from a peddler, this might be your only chance in a while to get it. So I'm going to go over to that other structure that's here. Uh, you know, have a good day. Um, I, as Hashiro does this, I come up uh, sort of behind him and I say, please forgive my son. He means well. We don't mean to bother you. Uh, we Perhaps you may be able to provide us uh, a bit of guidance. We are looking into the disappearance of a pair of young men who recently went missing. You haven't heard anything about that, have you? It uh, was nearby by that watchtower over there, as far as we understand. We are simply hoping to follow up and find uh, some information as to where they might have gone. We are not from here, says the man. We're just passing through. We just arrived earlier today. I'm afraid we cannot help you. Yes, that's as uh, we can relate. We are not from around either. Ludo, do I get the sense that he's being forthright about that information, or is he just, or is that his version of piss off? Uh, you can see just by their whole demeanor that they don't fit with the other workers. Okay. 
you are pretty sure that, uh, you know, they have a 10, they have the Roper and the Marks, the sports of salt of other of fishermen, but they, by their bearing and their clothing, they are not here for war. Okay, interesting. Um, I think I say, uh, tell me uh, if you don't mind. Uh, who do you know? Who we might, uh, who we might uh, seek after? Who might know the goings on in the area? Have you met anyone in your brief time here who may be uh, a bit more in tune with the area? Someone who might have a better grip on recent events. Can I ask one of the fishers? Yes. Anyone in particular? Any names I should know, or uh, anyone who? I don't know anyone here. I just said we just arrived earlier. We know as much as you do. Very well. Thank you for your time. Uh, I wish you luck in your future travels. Yeah, and as you approach it, as you are near the door, you can hear a lot or a lot of shouting from the inside, as there seems to be some uh, intense debate happening inside the warehouse. How close would Hachiro have to get to like listen better to the discussion inside the warehouse? I mean, if you were to lean inside the door uh, next to the door, you could. But the guards will probably react to that. You will probably need to climb to one of the buildings or be discreet and go into the back of the warehouse where it meets the palisade and try to have neither the patrols of guards or the two workers outside to notice you. So either sneak around or climb. If, if I provided a distraction, would that help? May. Maybe he does not even need to. Okay. I think... Hachiro, do you want a distraction or do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Hachiro will signal over to the rest to his parents and he'll flap his hands around a little bit and he knows that that it means I need a distraction. What the hell are you doing with your hands? He gives you a thumbs up and he's like, yeah, perfect. I look at Takai and I say, what is he doing with his hands? I don't understand. Uh, maybe he did it with his other team. Can you imagine having worked with him in the past? <laughs> Ludo, would you say that my parents grumbling about me is enough of a distraction to sneak? <laughs> no. <Aww. laughs> so my, my thinking is since uh, Takai is the only one who hasn't gone up and spoken to them and made himself apparent to these people... Uh, that he can just pick up something heavy that looks like he's a laborer, and then the idea is he'll, like, oh no, my back, help. (laughs) So I think he'll just try and do that, unless anyone has a better idea. Okay. uh... Oh, I was just going to say that I I think as soon as um, their eyes are on uh, on Takai doing that, I'm definitely going to kind of out of sight and see if I can also sneak in, but um, I'm definitely thinking that Hachiro is probably going to be the one leading that charge, so. Okay, okay. So, Takai, mm-hmm. give me a self-control check. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, with advantage from your background. And this one is going to be modified by the level of the workers. Okay. Oh, that didn't go well at all. That's just a four. So you do that, 
And the workers, they approach as I have to help you. But uh, you see in their eyes that they recognize that you don't belong here, just like they don't belong here. And each of them grabs you by one arm and the woman leans to you. What do you think you're doing? You're putting everyone in danger. If there's something dangerous here, then maybe I need to know about it. Don't play coy. I will not let uh, you people disrupt the meeting. You know what we're here for. Yeah, we know. And uh, honestly, I am done with your goddamn spider lilies. This was our meeting in the first place. The lilies? I say we shove him in one of the tents there, get him so that he cannot call the guards or cause them out of a mess, and then we let him go once the meeting is over, the man suggests. I'm not here for lilies. I don't have anything to do with flowers. Hey, Ludo, are the guards distracted by by this? Oh, oh this is a distraction, but uh, uh, if you're going to go, that guy's going to be in deep trouble. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I uh, I kind of wave over at Hachiro and I kind of like nod, like get going. And I'm going to tail Takai to make sure that that goes okay. Hachiro's going to mumble under his breath. What was she doing with her head? And then sneak. Okay. So, Takai, are you going to resist? Because if you don't, they're just going to drag you, tie you, gag you, and shove you in one of the tents. Um... I mean, I feel like I should at least, like, play resist mm-hmm. to try and give Hachiro more, like, because if, if I'm not resisting, they're just going to drag me, like, one person. But if I'm kicking up a fuss, then maybe, like, a, enough of a fuss, maybe then two of them will come. Okay. Uh, okay, Hachiro, let's do some sneaking. So give me a sharpness to the six. Do you want to risk your soul? Uh, no, no risking the soul. Okay, go for it. It's an eight. Okay. So you go around the corner and you try to sneak and you start leaning on the wall. There is a gap and you think you can follow what is happening. And you see a bunch of workers gathered around the place and on what seems to be an improvised dais, you can see an old man and a younger woman uh, arguing with each other in front of the workers. But as you are trying to make sense of what is happening, you hear, Oi! And you can see uh, one of the crab guards from the wedge tower looking straight at you and putting an arrow in her bow. So you're going to have to either get away or climb out of sight, or you're going to get an arrow. Would climbing put me in the gathering of people? Yes, but it's going to be harder. And also, the guard is not going to go, you know, Skyrim mode. Ah. And go back to her patrol. Ah. As if nothing happened. So you know that if you go climb there, the guards will go into the warehouse. That's that's true. I think uh, Hachiro will just scram and try to get out of there. Must have been the wind. <laughs> Must have been the wind. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be a control... Uh, control? Uh, no, a courage check. And... Yeah, courage check. It's another eight. Oh, it's not good. Uh, you 
ran out of sight, but you can hear something flying through the air and you feel pain on your shoulder as you are struck by an arrow for five damage. Oof. All right. Five damage. Man, Takai has been taken out of sight and is now being dragged into one of the tent by the two workers at the door. You think that Ashiro is sneaking around, but uh, he actually took an arrow. What do you do? Did I? I haven't seen the arrow thing at all. No, but you can see that the guards are alert. So maybe he was detected. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I like on the one hand, it would huh, I would at least want to know where Takai had been taken so that I can, you know, grab him later if need be. Mm hmm. That is easy to know. I mean, our son is kind of a dumbass. That I mean, that tracks. He might need assistance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Hmm. I think it's like May kind of like looks just does the thing where, you know, looks back and forth at the two directions that her companions are uh, being taken. And then her like, you know, she uh, rubs the bridge of her nose and says, God damn it. And um, I think tries to get a look at where Hachiro is um, so that she can get him out of there if need be. Yeah, and you see a trail of blood as Ashiro manages to hide near the waterfront and near the palisade. And, you know, it's a hiding spot, but it's not going to last for long. So whatever you do, it should be fast. Okay, yeah. Um, yep, I'm gonna. I'm going to as stealthily as possible uh, get over there quickly and uh, try to get him on his feet and uh, into uh, a hiding spot that might be a little bit more um, secure for a few minutes, so I can kind of take stock of that injury. Okay, so give me a wisdom check. Okay. Hey, Ludo, I want to risk that soul. Let me risk my soul. Okay. So roll two d six and one d eight. Is that two d six? Like what I what I put this in is two d six plus one d eight plus the modifier. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That didn't work. I did bad. I'll do it separately. Not great. How much is your curse resistance? Uh, uh, my curse resistance is four. Okay. So I don't think I lose a point if I'm understanding the mechanic correctly. Yes. But I also only get an eight total. Yeah, so you attune yourself to this place and there is a grand amount of death lingering here and it invades your senses as you try to find a white house and you don't find a hiding spot, but you find something worse. You are aware that the blood that is being dropped by your companion, your fellow hunter, is attracting way more than the guards. And you can feel dead things moving into water, attracted by the blood spilled. And you realize that uh, he is in danger of being attacked by something just as bad as a kappa. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Ashiro, uh, you are hiding out. You're near the palisade and you are near the waterfront. And you can hear 
from the other side of the palisade, guards going around looking for you. And the fact that you don't see any symbols of the houses makes you think that these people, they actually might be the scouts of the crab. So odds are against you. It seems you're gonna either do fight it out, take a dive into the water, or get really creative. Because you're gonna be found. It's a question of when. Well, like, mom and dad said not to go in the water because of the kappa, and I'm not, like, I can't just tough it out here, so I'm gonna have to get really creative and come up with something to get out of here that, like, these super good scouts wouldn't expect. So what you gonna do? Can I, like, I'm, like, pressed up against the palisade, right? And let me check my inventory. Mm Mm-hmm. God damn it, I'm so tired. I'm in like this Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny mentality where I wanted to use my chalk to draw like an outline of like my my body as a dead body and then leave and then hope that they would find the chalk outline of my dead body and assume that I was dead and go on. And that's just not the correct mentality for this. So I think I will, um, I'm just going to dive in the water to try to make a break for it. Okay, so give me a courage check. Whoops. I will risk my soul. Mm-hmm. You can also use your gourd for air, for example. Oh, that's true. Okay. I'll use the gourd for air. Yeah. Do you risk your soul? I do. I do risk my soul. Okay. So it's going to be 2d6 plus 1, 8 plus courage plus the bonus from the gourd. 15, I think. Yeah. So you got a 13. You managed to swim and somehow give the scared to the sentries of the crab. And as you swim, you see two, you get this sense of death closing into you. And you realize that the more as you swim, the more your movements become heavy. As something seems to be eating your, uh, your very being as you are being affected by a curse. And you realize that you are in the presence of a zone affected by a yokai. And you mark one from your curse resistance as you realize this and you thank for the protection of your mask. And you are in the middle of the river and you see two figures waddling through the mud. And there is this warping sense. And despite being deep into the night, there is this strange purple and orange hue to the water as if you are swimming through twilight as the two figures shamble towards you and as they get closer you can see on their dead eyes and bloated face two drowned corpses animated by necromantic energies their empty gaping mouths revealing some kind of purple blue fire impulsing it against you but if i cut off the legs at the feet would they float up because their feet are in the mud maybe well, I, in that case, uh, Hachiro will take a big old breath from his air gourd and try to navigate his way to chop chop a leg. Okay, you're going to have disadvantage because you're swimming through this. Right. So you're going to be rolling 2d6 plus courage plus your sword. Okay. Unless you risk your soul. I, th- I think I've done that enough for one night, at least for now. It's a 14. 
yeah, you try that with Turn of the Dead and uh, it works and you can find, see the body being dragged away by the water, trying still to grab at you as it goes away. And you turn around and the other corpse is almost on top of you. In fact, you can smell its rotting being and you can even sense, get this tingling of sure hatred of another's will being projected on top of it. And for a moment, you seem to see a shadow leaving the body as if afraid of the water. Give me a, a, the thing that you're good at. Sharpness. Yeah, give me a sharpness roll. Do you want to risk your soul? Sharpness. Uh, I, I already typed it in the chat and I did not. Uh, I got a seven. Okay. Uh, so... You try to make sense of what that it is, but uh, unfortunately, that leaves you distracted and you get hurt again. Oof. Yeah, you take four. Which puts me at nine out of eight. Wait, so you're dead? I'm dead. You're dead? I'm dead from Arrow and Zombie. You're dead from Zed and Zombie. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, I did not have a lot of... I did not have a lot of hit points. A child! Well... Actually, yeah, you're still, you know, it's, it's actually, it's three, but you're still dead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're dead. Well, I got, I, I chopped one's legs off and then I got numbed. You got numbed. Oh, no. So, uh, getting back to the others. Seems like everything's fine so far. No issues to speak of. So, it's with great relief that, uh, that Macy is... Ashiro managed to leave and disappear into the waters. And you sense the necromantic field move away from him. So you think everything is fine. And you are able to focus on the situation at hand. So what do you do? You're asking me, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, am I still concerned about... I mean, I guess I wouldn't be concerned about guards looking for me. I didn't do anything. Um, yeah, I would... Probably be trying to get to Hashiro still, I think. So nobody is capitalizing on the opportunity that uh, Takai created. Oh, yeah. No, I kind of should, huh? Yep. I, yeah, I guess if I, if, if I'm thinking in terms of like, oh, good, he's fine. Yeah, I um, am probably going to go try and, uh, yeah, get in and figure out what's going on. Okay. So how are you going to do that? I can see some ideas. You can... Try climbing. You can try to overhear it between the planks. You can try to move aside the the blockage and enter the warehouse or any other ideas. I think I think I'm going to try to overhear it. Um, let me see. I have. Hmm. Is there a way that I can just like have my rope and try to make it look like I am just like I'm just sort of stopped right next to that and uh, I'm like fixing or treating my rope somehow um, to make it. I mean, like I'm I'm not actually, but just to make it look like I am so that um, yeah, so that people like, you know, so that nobody would think twice about this little old lady. Yeah. OK, give me a self-control check. OK, can I add the rope to that? Do you, risk, you can add the rope to that. Do you risk your soul? Excellent. Uh, no, not this time. Um, it's an eight. It's eight city today. Eight city. It's not a very good city. No. You start to listen in and you see the same thing that uh, the late Ashiro did. You see an old man with, uh, with a 
arm that is clearly being broken and set wrong multiple times, leaning on a counting staff, reading from a book to the people gathered, all while a young woman with a round hat just nods displeased at every sentence. And you recognize the letters on the scroll case. And it is written, Those Who Float on the Sea. Is this a book that you have read? If it's a book that I would have been able to get my hands on, probably. I kind of tear through them. So, yeah, if I've had the option to do so, absolutely. The book you've read... Those who float on the sea. And I don't know which impact it left on you. It was basically a diary of what it's like to be a fisher in Earthquake Bay under the exploitative practice of the Asuki family. And it talks about the struggles of the, uh, a crew of fishers under a terrifying brutal foreman and that's it it's pretty gratuitous it's pretty intense and i don't know what impression it caused into you but why is that old man reading from it to the people gathered i think i mean just kind of knowing what little i've kind of figured out about may as a character i think actually this would that book probably would have had some sort of an impact on her mainly because i you know i mean it, we kind of saw some of it at the beginning she owns a paper shop and like she has people you know who come around and try and impose their will upon her just like that phoenix samurai did so she probably actually is i don't know if she's like you know i've read it over and over but i think she's definitely got a soft spot for it um, I don't know if she would outright be like, oh, I get why this old man is reading this to, you know, this group of people. But I think it would probably there would be some wheels spinning here. I would be thinking about that a little bit um, because I would just be like, hmm, this these are all fish her like fishermen. This is, you know, something they can probably relate to in some way. I wonder if this is, you know, meant to be I, I, I don't want to say like the formation of something, but like if this is you know, the outline of some kind of maybe system of personal beliefs or something. You feel something cold against your back. I've the tip of a spear. I very slowly raise my hands. And and you hear a man's voice. You're not one of the workers here, old woman. You will come with me. Very well. Uh, if you don't mind, give me just a moment to bundle my things up and I will accompany you wherever we are headed. And I do so. I bundle up my rope if he's letting me or if they're letting me. Um, and I try to get everything into my backpack and I stand slowly and put the pack on my back and say, where are we? Where are we going, new friend? To the watchtower. You're going to explain what you're doing here in a crab operation. Very well. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, please try not to push me too hard. My bones, uh, they tend to creak a little more these days. But uh, yes, I suppose I will do as you say. I'm trying to lull him into a false sense of security so that I can do something. If I, I'm, I'm going to be looking out for um, something in the environment that I can use to, I guess, like, you know, like throw in front of him or something that I like, um, you know, something that I can use to basically cause an obstacle where I can get away. Okay, so give me a sharpness roll. Okay. Are you sacrificing your soul? Yep, we're going to do it again. Oh, man, and I didn't even need to. Shit, but I already said I did it. Hey, it's a two. 
Um, so that's a total of 14. Um, and I rolled under my thing. So still not losing any soul pieces yet against all odds. So you realize that you must must pass through the sea of uh, of tents and that uh, you can just put the tent between the guard and you can just disappear there and you are able to do just so. And as the guard goes around looking through the tents, trying to find you, you make to the tent where Takai is and you are able to unbind him. Um, as I do, I say, hello, Saru. How are you? Are you having a good time? Oh, yeah. This has been great. Just getting a chance to sit, relax. How about you? Oh, well, I was threatened by a man with a spear. Fun stuff. Lost the child. Not sure where he is. Uh, he jumped into the river a little while ago to escape. He had taken an arrow to the shoulder. So hopefully we, we should try to find him fairly quickly. I imagine that wound is going to start to uh, become a bit of an issue. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, much we can do over here. Seems whatever they're doing has to do with flowers instead of uh, kidnap kids. Interesting. I came upon a gathering of people. Well, where, out of context, this is going to sound bizarre, but it was an old man reading a book to a whole bunch of other people. Uh, huh. Yes, there's, I think, a little more going on here than we may have initially feared. Kappa might be, they might be the least of our problems. Come, let's go find that child. Let's go pull him out of whatever he's gotten himself into. It sounds like we're going to be pulling something out of him. And we go looking for this child. This is going to be fun. Hey, remember that time that I made a character who talked shit about a different character for the entire length of the session and then the other character died? Yep. <laughs> I, I seem to recall something like that. It's weird how that happened. Oh, no. Evan's character is a cop. That's right. I don't know how I feel about all that. Streets are a cruel mistress. <laughs> Selling it. The mean streets of Hirosaka. The mean streets of Hirosaka. Also, if anyone can guess which two characters I based the now dead Hachiro on, I will send you something. I don't know what. I mean, the voice sounded very Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Well, there wasn't that, but good to know. Remember, I'm young, Charlie. I have no fucking clue, honestly. It was Lego Batman and Jason from The Good Place. <laughs> What a fucking pairing. <laughs> but I wanted them to be the same person. I have no idea what... Th I have no idea. I mean, I can completely see it, though. That's extremely good. Who are you basing the new character on? Mm -hmm. Also, if your character is a cop, where the fuck have they been for the whole Hirosaka arc where we could really have used more authority figures? She's a retired cop. She's like 54, buddy. She did her time. Can you just be like an old, like, noir detective? <laughs> I'm just going to be a noir character for the rest of the episode. Either that or I want you to, like, say everything in a really overblown, uh, overblown French accent. It's just, you don't know the things that I have seen. Oh, you should not have given me an idea, you cocksucker. You don't know the <laughs> shit I've had to wade through in order to keep the streets of it. Let's just do the, do the John Mulaney talking about his dog voice. <laughs> I'll just be Petunia from John Mulaney talk shows. Fujita. What is the thing that you miss the most from being part of the Ghost Eels firefighter gang? Quick poll. Are we doing the French accent or not? Yes, no, yes, no. Come on. 
Uh, I'm going to go with no. It would make absolutely no sense in the world that we built. Yeah, I'm also going to go with no. As much as I would really fucking love that, I'm going to have to say no. Whenever you're rolling through town with the ghost deals, you always know that you have someone at your back. There's never a time where you're worried about being caught on your own or ambushed without someone there to make sure you get back up. But now that I'm on my own, I've put in my time, and now I'm just working the streets, I don't have that. There's not someone at my side or my back that I know I can count on, so I have to be extra sharp, even though my senses are dulled with time. You got Kalbeck, not from your old masters, but whatever legacy they left with the Mott's Lantern. And there's was something familiar about this case. We're going to see if Carpa were involved into some disappearances happening among fishers. But you found typical traces of spirit activity, namely the same kind of information that you seem to get when you were investigation arson. You followed the trail of nefarious influence to the stretch of the river that has been claimed by the crab for their fisheries to feed both Mamikake and Hirosaka. And you find the Kappa. They are easy to find. They're not making much of an effort to hide. The cup is there. Back turned to you, munching into something big. And you can see a familiar shape for whatever the cup is eating. A mask of a kitsune with the spiral pattern of the hunters laid upon it. One. Mm-hmm. And how many kappa did you say there were? So this is one kappa. Fujita sighs and cocks her Oyumi and mumbles to herself, another day, another promising face bites the dust. And I would like to shoot the kappa in the back of the head. Okay, shooting a kappa from the back is pretty hard. Is like its head exposed? I'm specifically aiming for the head, but I guess, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be pretty hard if you're going to do it. I would like to risk my soul. Okay, so we're going to go there immediately. So this is going to be a courage, apply your crossbow stat and risk your soul to do it. I believe it's a 16. Do you, are you cursed? Uh, I have three curse resistance, so... Okay, so I lose one. Okay, so you are cursed, Mark one. Okay. What was your dice result? Uh, 16, I believe. How? Wait, sorry, no. Uh, the, t- the 12 plus the 1d8? 4 plus 5, 9 plus 4, 13. That's my account. Okay, it's a so uh, risking your soul does what exactly? Uh, you roll one d eight and you drop the the worst one. Oh, I see. Okay, so it wouldn't have helped here, or it would have. It will help. It will increase your three to a four. Okay, I see. Nice. Okay, so thirteen. So thirteen. That's actually enough. Uh, you shoot the kappa, and. The shell deflects your bow, uh, your bolt, and you deal one damage to the kappa. And as soon as you shoot the kappa, 
you feel space rippling between you and you get the side eye as it turns his beak, his coppery blood mixing with the water as if this star of hatred and you feel your muscles paralyze and you need to focus through your mask as you avoid being ensnared by the Kappa's will. And in this brief moment, the Kappa dives underwater and tries to swim away. We cut to the others. It's pretty easy for you to make the trail. And you find a bloated corpse floating down the river. But before you can examine it, you see a body and you see a Kappa near to it. And you see another hunter pulling out a crossbow, pointing at the Kappa and shooting down the Kappa, trying to disappear under the water. What do you do? Um, so I'd, I'd mentioned that Takai had dealt with Kappa in the past. Does this look like a regular Kappa or does it look like a Thunder Kappa? Uh, it looks loner, ferocious. It is probably a Thunder Kappa. Cool. <laughs> All right, then. Um, okay. Um, so I, 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 why is there, a, oh God. Okay. There's just a picture of meat <laughs> in the character keeper now. Um, I just wanted to make sure we had an accurate visual picture of Evan's first character. <laughs> it won't load for me and I'm really sad. <laughs> it's just some snakes. Um, I mean, I've got a, it just loaded. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you know, it's actually more accurate to be, you know, the, the good as Nutella steaks. <laughs> oh, God. No. The forbidden steaks. <laughs> the forbidden steaks. <laughs> the forbidden Nutella steaks. <laughs> so we have a Thunder Kappa. Uh, it's gone under the water. We, we should probably try to kill it, too, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, I have a pitchfork. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, uh, maybe set up a noose, maybe try and hold it still. I got a rope. Yeah. Um, I think I'd pull up my rope and start tying a noose just to, I guess if I can get a hold of it, I'll try and strangle it. I guess that, that seems like a very bad idea, but I am, I'm, uh, I'll at least get the rope ready just for. Maybe if you just, if you can get it. If you can get it wide enough, then uh, maybe I can try to swim and get it around its middle, or we can try and get it around its middle somehow from the bank. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be. I'm, I'll just make a real big noose. That's what I'll do. And I look over at this new person that I just found, and I said, st- and say, start reloading. So you're gonna try to snare the cap so it does not run away. I yeah, apparently. Yeah, I mean that's we we don't want it to get away, right? <laughs> I mean, it did eat a it did. I mean, it did eat a person, so probably not. It has a taste for it now. It was vegetarian before. Yeah, it's previously a big fan of cucumbers. That's a joke about capas. Okay, okay. Go ahead and roll with uh, self control. Me? Yeah. Yeah, and you're gonna get the bonus from your rope. Do you want to risk your soul? I don't. 
Well, so you get advantage from help. Okay. So I roll 3d6? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 3d6 plus my stuff. Let's go. Hey, it's a 12. Yeah, all right. That's a 12. That's, that's a number. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, you actually you managed to ensnare the kappa, and the kappa is not running away, but it's splashing on the water, shell turned to you, and it's a pretty compact muscular creature, and it is pulling you closer to the to the water, and you, you feel your feet sliding into the mud. You are now in a contest of strength with this yokai. Pentakai, grab the rope too. Yes, you can also help. Yeah, I would very much appreciate that. I'm small. Okay, so... <sighs> Takai's a big... Who's dominating the pool? I think once Takai has it... I think... It's probably Takai. Yeah. Okay, Takai, so give me a courage. Uh, you're going to get advantage from the help. And... Yeah. Based on the fact that Takai is using my rope, can he also get the bonus from that? Yeah, you can get the bonus from the rope. That's two, Charlie. Cool, so that is three, six, plus four. Yeah, so you are basically fighting the captain now. Nice! Uh, Thirteen? Thirteen, oof, that's not enough. Really? No. no. Actually, no, that's enough. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Because the shell does not enter into effect on this. So you manage to deal three uh, three damage to the kappa as you are straining it, and the two of you you're tiring the kappa. And Fujita, what are you doing? It seems reinforcements have arrived with two other hunters. Can I get to an angle that I can shoot into its soft underbelly without the shell facing me, or would that take too much time? Uh, he is swimming, so the. F- Shell is pretty much the only thing above the water, and he's splashing around trying to pull two hunters there. There's a plenty of movement, and you're shooting into this mess. Mm, let me look. You could use your blanket and take a nap. Counterpoint. Um, how much oil do I have in my oil lamp? I mean, an oil lamp of it. Could I dump the could I dump the oil or like in the water above the cap and light it on fire? Would that do anything? Well, well, we'll see if you do it. I I will I will do that. Okay. So give me a wisdom plus the bonus of the lamp. Okay. That is a 13. So you drop flaming oil all over the kappa, and as it struggles, it spills over the, the the oil and gets additional burns. So that's two extra damage to the kappa. So May, you are helping Takai to struggle, but this seems to be an impasse, and you know that something as strong as a kappa, you cannot win this push. And if nothing changes, you're going to go underwater and you're going to have to fight him underwater, which is going to be terrifying. So what do you do to turn the tables? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, is is Takai's pitchfork visible and within reach, Charlie? Yeah, it's probably just on his back. Can I grab it and stab it into the ground so that we're not like basically like in front of me or in front of us, I guess? Um, 
like as hard as possible so that we have something that's stuck deep into the ground and we can't be pulled as easily. Yeah, go for it. Okay, what would that be? Uh, courage, because it has to be done thing fast. So we're gonna enroll with the bonus of the pitchfork. Do you want to risk your soul? But I only have one soul. Um, yeah, I do. Oh no. Okay. Uh, so that's if I sub that out for the one, uh, that becomes a thirteen. Okay. So, and now I have to take it. Plus the pitchfork bonus, right? Yeah. Uh, I I have no courage. That was the bonus I used. Okay. You lost all your points, right? Me? Yeah. You have no more. No. No. I, I soul. No. I. I, I... Curse resistance. Oh no! Yeah, I was joking. I meant, I meant, like holistically speaking, like I have one soul. No, I, I had four points of course resistance. This is my first one to lose. Okay. Okay. Good. So you approach and you feel, you feel, you feel the poor otherworldly influence of the cup as you approach, and you feel your muscles tense up. And before your hands go still, you land the pitchfork with all your strength. The rope. Is now fixed in place and now you are free to let go of it and the kappa keeps struggling only hurting itself more in the process and now he's trapped in the rope at your mercy what do you do can we um i want to pull on more of the rope and maybe like if we can wrap it around the pitchfork to try and get the kappa on land so that we can expose its belly make it easier to attack okay give me a wisdom replace rope check you risk your soul okay let's see oh I'm not very wise I think I will risk my soul okay and the rope is plus two so does the pitchfork also come into play here since it's providing the the grounding for that rope uh, no, if anything, it would actually hamper because he's trying to drag it to land and turn him around. Gotcha. So should I be doing 2d6 plus 2 minus 3 or just ignoring? No, 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 just this two. Okay, okay, so, uh, and then my soul is, uh, so I got an 18. So you turn it around, drag its spasms clumsy in the in the land, and gives you this impossible ancient stare as you pull out your knife and open its belly. And as it dies, you can sense the malice of a spirit of a river god that has been torn asunder from its home and it's lashing out at you. And there's a small crack on your mask as it shields you from the full blunt of the curse. So lose one cursed resistance. And the kappa is dead. Okie dokie. I think uh, once it's once the, the kappa has stopped moving and it's been a little while, uh Sakai is just gonna exhale and sit back on the ground and look up at the both of them and be like Thanks for the help, stranger. You uh didn't see a kid down there anywhere, did you? 
Fujita nods her head towards the the corpse of Fresh Steaks Hachiro and says, didn't see a kid, but uh, there's a corpse down a little ways where I first found the Kappa. See one of yours? I'm sorry to hear that. May walks over to the body and is looking at it. Um, she gets pretty close. I don't think she touches it outright, um, but she gets pretty close. And Ludo, you said the mask was amongst this this mess. Yeah, and you recognize the mask of the Kitsune and you realize that this was a Shiro. Yeah, I pick up the mask and um, try to wipe as much of the mud and gore off of it as possible. Um, and then I very carefully put it into my bag and under my breath, quietly just say, fuck me, not again. Right. What are there other Kappas that we need to be concerned with? I frankly am finding myself a little bit weighed down with today. <laughs> Well, we can always do a check on this one. See if it looks young or older. Maybe that'll tell us if there are, if it's likely, if it's got family. I don't know. Okay, Teka, give me a sharpness check. Cool, cool. You can benefit from the candle because it's the middle of the night. Oh, yay. It's going to be plus three. Uh, ten. You look over the scene, you look of the kappa, and you realize this was a relatively older kappa. And you can see that its peak has been too worn out. But the most interesting thing is when you look over Ashiro's body and you realize he was killed by a single strike to the throat. And you realize that it was something more the size of a human hand that did it. And yeah, there are signs of a beak tearing up his belly to eat its intestines, but you can see that there is no blood coming from there. So you realize he was already dead when the Kappa started eating him. Something else killed, killed Ashiro, and you don't think it was a Kappa. Ah, uh, shit. We got something else to deal with tonight. I beg your pardon. He was dead when they found when this thing found him. It's too old. See, the beak doesn't match with what's left of the kid's throat. It went for all the soft parts. New friend. It's more uh, human size. Uh, any thoughts on our situation? We were sent here to deal with Kappa, and now it seems we have some other concern. What are your thoughts? River God wasn't happy when I killed this thing. Probably wasn't happy anyway. There's a lot going on up here, construction. If there's something else that's uh, killing people in the river, I think we need to fix that problem for them. Mm, yes, quite. Would it be normal for yokai hunters to like offer something up um, after they've been cursed as like an apology, Ludo? Yeah. You would probably have to visit a shrine or other spiritual place to do this. No. Okay, so nothing I can do right now. Uh, I asked Fujita um, uh, what she'd been uh, called out for. 
uh, Ludo, I assume it was the same thing that the original party got called out for, or is she here for a different reason? No, no, she's also here to deal with the, the Kappa that has been killing people. Okay. Um, in that case, Vegeta um, nods her head to the Kappa corpse and says, I'm here for the same reason I assume you were all called out to do. Here to uh, find and locate some troublemakers who have been eating up some innocents and make sure that nonsense stops. I'm afraid, though, there's probably more than one out here tonight, and I don't think our night is over yet. That it's not. That it's not Kappa. Some other kind of thing. Human shape. You want in? Well, I'm not doing much else tonight, and I've got a loaded Oumi with me, so I figure might as well be a waste to uh, not put this shiny bolt here to good use. Yes. So, where do we start our, or start our search for whatever slayed our young friend here? Well, what was the last place you saw him? Just retreating into the river. He had taken an arrow to the shoulder and figured, I suppose, that the, that the river would be the best place to hide. I assume whatever this is, is still in there. Well, then unless you have a better idea, I think the best course of action is going to be to walk our way back up the river until we find something. Unless any of you want to dive into it. Well, there's no more kappa in it. It might be a little safer than it was before. Then again, it might be far more dangerous than we initially initially believed. Let us uh, proceed carefully. I think walking up the river, though it might be a bit less expedient, might be wiser. All right. Let's uh, maybe set fire to the rest of uh, the remains and pick up our stuff and be on our way. Yes, agreed. And may get started building a fire um, that they can use to burn these bodies. Okay, May, give me a wisdom check. Okay, 13. So, as you go to burn the bodies, you see a shadow jumping across the water. And the shadow seems to rest under the place where Ashiro was laying down. And it seems to kind of sit on top of his face, now that the mask has been removed. And between the fire, you see something different, something, another kind of fire, purple and blue. And it seems to be coming from his mouth. And tell me, May, have you ever fought an Ekomata before? Um, I think my big question is, like, is this something that I would have read about before? You for sure read about it. Okay. Um, what would I know based on what I've read? You know that they are necromancers in a way that defy anything about all the other necromancers that you have heard about. There is an absolute contempt for human beings that they twist and shape them without the need of blood or tools and in mating them with their fiery contempt. And just as they can control the dead and enslave the living, their control over fire is terrifying as they age. And you are in front of one and you have just given it a body and fire. I think to your question, May has fought one before. And the last time she did, she accidentally killed someone. Um, so this thing may be filled with contempt and rage. But at the moment, uh, upon realizing what's going on, so is she. Um, is there any special way that I'm aware of that would kill this creature? Or is it just good old fashioned, you know, fighting? 
Ludo, your mic is muted. I don't know if you're thinking or if it's. You, you know that some of the spirits, they, they seem to have some kind of taboo that prevents their powers from working. So it's different to different spirits. And as antagonistic to humans as they are, if you are able to follow it, they cannot touch you. What would be kind of the standard or what like what would be a is there a means by which I could I could try to figure that out? Uh, yes, you can by interacting with it. Um, then I think I say loudly enough for the other two to hear to make sure that they're aware of the situation. Um, I say, well, filth, you killed someone tonight that while I can't say I was particularly fond of was a good person. He had the best of intents. So tell me what suggests to you that you're going to survive the night. Give me a self-control. Okay. With advantage. I am absolutely with advantage? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think pretty objectively, everything about the situation is that I am risking my soul already. So I'm going to do that too. Okay, so it's a, you get 1d8 then, yeah? So you don't get advantage. cannot get the cursed die on advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then I would rather take the advantage, I think, if that's still okay. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that is 11. <laughs> and the shadows gather, and a massive cat, a black cat, the size of a bar with white sock-like paws and five waving tails is sitting in the pyre as the tails dance the whole place is covered in the twilight hues as is warped into the underworld power of these yokai trapping you with them and it hisses at you with row and row of needle-like teeth the size of small knives. Too many rows for a small mouth. Even for such a large cat. And gives you side eye. I am going to survive this night, Hunter. By the same vows that you survive every single night. For you are in the presence of the black cat dancing among white puppies. <laughs> Does that jog any specific memories for me? I know that we said something about the black cat or black cat dancing among white poppies uh, versus something about Ember Eyes Mountain. It's one of the major spirits of the Hirosaka area, right? Yeah, it's one of the two yokai that lay claim to the porcelain heron. Gotcha. The other one uh, is the Ember Eyes of the Mountain? The Ember Eyes Mountain, yes. Ember Eyes Mountain? Yeah, a dark salamander. You mean the better one? Hmm. Vegeta has her like loaded Oyumi and side eyes the other two hunters and gives them like a head tilt, uh, trying to gauge their reactions to this. As it seems she stumbled onto the middle of them doing something much more complicated than she originally thought. Yeah, I, I think we need to um, figure out. Um, would there be any, uh, stories that Takai would have heard, um, 
about the black cat dancing among white poppies, like as he came into the area, like he would have been interested in learning about like the local spirits and stuff as he was traveling. Yeah, uh, you know that uh, the black cat dancing among puppies is one of the leaders of the two courts of yokai of the region connected to this side of the Shinomen forest. And that they despise humans, they completely abhor humans. However, they seem to have a plan, so they keep other yokai of that court in check. And they seem to have some kind of arrangements with their rival on the opposite court. Mm. Would there be... Oh, go ahead. So, oh no, I, I was just thinking, if, if, it's, if they're part of this really structured court, um, would a way, would it be possible to trick it into saying something that would break the arrangement um, that so imply to, you know, just to do something to, you know, even, even if it uh, doesn't, because uh, I think something as powerful as this, we're not going to take it down, but, um, you know, to, to break one of its prior arrangements in a way that might cause another yokai to come help us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can try to convince them that they're going to be overstepping their boundaries. So how about a wisdom check? <laughs> oh, I don't have any wisdom, so this is going to go really well. Uh, do you want to sacrifice your soul? Very much so. Yes, please. Eh, wouldn't have made a difference. Ten. But is, is it higher than your cursed resistance? So, uh, it is yes. The what do you tell to the Nekomata? Um, let me think. Um, yeah, hi, Sarah. <laughs> Did you hear there was a cat in the game? Did you want to help? Um, how about so you don't think this is overstepping all these bodies in one evening? You think that's not going to get the attention of the Amber Eyes Mountain? Don't think they might come and try and do something about it? Already caused more than enough trouble. You hunters amuse me. Fine. You can leave, and I'll not even claim your companion is my new toy. But remember this. I have no need to kill you. For there will be nothing for you left once I am done destroying your world. Remember this. And the massive cat jumps over the water and you, your eyes are covered in black sizzling smoke as if something had clawed across your mask and you realize that you are just resisted. A massive curse going your way. Is that one or two curse resistance lost? One lost. And uh, that's for uh, for him. That's for Tyke. Yeah, I did a bad roll. Vegeta kind of detenses her, her stance and breathes out and says, Well, now that we're done poking in the matters of the yokai that quite literally run this place... Would y'all mind telling me if there's something I missed in tonight's mission? Seems as if there may be a few things we all missed. 
maybe we head back and uh, inform the society. I don't think three people is going to be enough for whatever the cat was talking about. I agree. I don't believe we are currently as well equipped to deal with this as possible, and we should give the boy some level of proper funeral as well. Okay, so it was a successful mission. So two points to advance your attributes for the three of you. Yay. We've done it. Yay. Uh, Not all of you have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Hajiro successfully became steak. (laughs) It was a success for some of us. The Emerald Lands, their wonders and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Dilethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Reselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlarchek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, CourtGamesPod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. Radio, your gamers roll.